Welcome to Pitchside Perspective Podcast with your hosts Stuart Sharples and Jack Polazar. Hello everyone and welcome back for episode 2 of Pitchside Perspective Podcast. Before we get going, we wanted to say a big thank you to everyone that's listened for the last week and to everyone that's reached out to us. We truly do appreciate it. Hey Jack, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Coming uh, coming in from Wales this week. Out here in Wales, drinking my Wrexham lager. As I am in Wales, I thought I'd support the, uh, the Wrexham boys. And uh, yeah. have a Wrexham lager for today's episode. The hot topic at the moment with Wrexham and uh, the ownership of Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney. How is uh, the Wrexham lager? Yeah, very good. And what do you have? So I'm actually gone for a Bronx Brewery No Resolutions IPA. Um no idea about this beer all i've done is i've picked it based on the graphic of the can it's a pretty cool graphic and it is 7.6 percent so i'm sure after a couple of days i will be on my backside good hopefully yeah maybe even by the end of this podcast i might be yeah it might not even make sense uh but with that being said you enjoy this weekend of uh, premier league games yeah lots of action again in Premier League, uh, definitely good that that's back now, up and running properly. Lots to talk about there. Uh, I'm sure everyone has lots of opinions and how their teams are doing. But obviously, the other the other thing to talk about is the uh, the England Lionesses, obviously reaching the World Cup final. Unfortunately, just coming on the wrong end of that result, but still a good effort. Um, I was in back back in England briefly, and uh, lots of positive um, feedback, and I'm sure they're going to have a real positive welcome home. As well, uh, a lot of good newspaper headlines speaking about how proud the country is of those players uh, and hopefully kind of inspiring the next generation on the women's side too. Yeah, they've done so well from uh, from the Euros uh, previously now to the World Cup, uh, inspiring the next generation and even inspiring everyone around and everyone that's involved in the game. Um, it's come such a long way and it's still got a long way to go, but... Uh... I take my hat off to the Lionesses. I uh, I wish them the best, and hopefully they yeah uh, they keep on going. Um, and yeah, as you said, the Premier League this weekend, another weekend full of goals, full of drama. Um, four red cards this weekend, which uh, was quite high. Um, some were a bit dodgy. Um, some were probably given for the right reasons. Uh, but I think we're going to see maybe red cards every week. I'm seeing fullbacks taking throw-ins now, and ten seconds after they're wasting time they're in the book straight away so i think we're going to see a lot of yellow cards a lot of red cards so if you're a betting person i'll definitely be going for the uh the over under for the the cards this next weekend yeah i i do think you know with the time wasting stuff it, it was something that needed to be done and i think as the season goes on that you'll see that injury time extra time added reduced just because i think players will just you know as the rule tries to get them to do i do think they'll just speed things up a little bit more now, the Arsenal one was interesting where I think three different people went to take the throw-in and by the time it went to the third person, the third play got booked. Um, and then that also kind of followed on to you know, be part of the red card as well. So um, I think players have to start, you know, taking note of what's happening. It's true, but I think uh, this injury time, adding it on into towards 15 minutes, I think is absolute nonsense, to be fair, in my opinion. I mean, you look at, say, a late game, a midweek game, if you're a fan and you know this from going to games back home, if you're a fan that has to go on an away game and you're getting the train at 
15, 20 minutes after the game. If you're waiting now around for another 15 more minutes, that might be the last train going home. So I think the Premier League and I think uh, the people that are making these rules have to look at, is there a better way rather than just adding on 10, 15 minutes of stoppage time each week? Yeah, but again, you know, who's who's causing the, the stoppages in play? It's not the referees. It's the players. So really, you know, maybe the players need to take a little bit of responsibility and and just play the game as it's intended to be played. And then those 15 minutes aren't needed at the end of the match. True. It's uh, it's definitely one of those, right, when VAR came in, everyone was uh, moaning about that and we still aren't. And uh, again, it would be... Uh, Wrong of us if we weren't moaning about signing within the game. Um, big story today that's been developing. Um, not that I am a transfer news uh, breaker like Fabrizio, but supposedly Salah could be off to the Saudi league. And I think that brings us on to the topic we're kind of talking about on this episode about why Premier League players are, are looking to go abroad. We had Harry Kane obviously recently moving to Bayern. Um, I was praying and praying every day that it would be going to Man United, but that never happened. Um, yeah, so Salah's being looked at and maybe going over to Saudi Arabia. Um, and we've had a few players leaving the Premier League. And not just the, the older players, some of the mid-20-year-olds as well are looking to go over there. So uh, today in the episode two, we will be looking uh, briefly at why players are going over there. And then the fun part starts where we're going to break down our best 11 of players to have never won the Premier League. So I'm sure that's going to get both myself and Jack debating, but also uh, listeners debating. Yeah, and I think most Salah ones are, are kind of pivotal point, right? Because as much as obviously there are players, you know, under the age of 30 going over to the Saudi league, I still see it as a league where players are kind of going there and it's hard to see them coming back anywhere else from that point. You know, it's going to be a case that you're going to finish your career there, earning a lot of money doing so. Um but if Mo Salah goes, then all of a sudden it's not just a player, it's a player kind of at the top of the game who scored goals consistently year in and year out for Liverpool and would be a big, big miss for Liverpool. Um, I still think it's unlikely. Um, it does remind me back of Klopp's interview a couple of weeks ago when he spoke about the issue of the Saudi League's transfer window closing after the Premier League transfer window and maybe that might come into play as well. But for me... With the Saudi League, you know, we've seen it happen with the MLS, with the Chinese League uh, for a brief period as well. You know, players are going to follow money and go to these other countries to play, but ultimately the Premier League continues to be the strongest league in the world. Um, for me, the actual changing point would be if a player was to leave the Premier League or start in the Saudi League and then be bought by a Premier League club so if a player could actually make it out of the Saudi League to the Premier League um, because then I think you know then then you're looking then, then clubs are looking at the Saudi League differently they're looking at the Saudi League as a quality league where you can find good players whereas I still think at the moment it's it's a great opportunity for players to go and earn money and it will be the right situation for some but it's it's kind of a, a place for players to go to to see out their career still you know, I know John Henderson had the conversation with Southgate about would this stop me playing for England, and Southgate might say no, but I think the answer is yes. You go there, you're not playing for England. Yeah, I don't think you're seeing him in another squad, unfortunately. Um, but like you said, I think we've had this in the past, right, with other other countries coming in with the money offers. Um, and I'm fully on board. If I was a, an aging player and I'm being offered multi multi million 
dollars or pounds or whatever it might be, I'm going there. I'm looking after my family and my family's family. Um, but the thing that really bugs me is when you've got these mid-20-year-old players that are going towards their prime. You look at Neves, Mitrovic, Sir Maximum. These players that could go on and have a, a good career in the game in Europe. doesn't have to be the Premier League. It could be across Europe. And they're, they're going across just for the money. Um, I don't ever remember as a kid, and I don't know if I'm the only one here, thinking when I was a child going, oh, yeah, I really want to play in the Saudi Pro League. Um, there's only one reason they're going and ask for money. Yeah, but it's a very small minority, right? You've named three players there that are under the age of 30, I think, but it's still three players out of the hundreds that are in Premier League squads. So I'm, I am I would say that I'm not um, panicking about the Premier League all of a sudden crumbling down in the Saudi League, becoming the best league in the world. Um, there are rumours too about the Saudi Saudi kind of representatives meeting with UEFA about at some point joining and becoming part of the Champions League, which would be interesting, but would also, you know, from my understanding, mean that they would then have to, to follow financial fair play guidelines too, which with the money they're spending right now would be difficult. And now that, you know, the contracts they're giving now is kind of setting themselves up for a big issue if there's some point down the line they want to be involved with the Champions League and have to then all of a sudden follow those FFP rules. Yeah, I don't, I don't see... I don't see it happening. The only reason I see it maybe happening is obviously we had this talk in recent time, right, of the the Super League um, coming into it of all the big teams around the world. But like you said, if the Saudi League end up getting into the Champions League, um, the they're going to ruin themselves because of this FFP. Um, no, I definitely think well, uh, yeah. it's one to watch at the moment because it's the hot commodity with the Saudi League. But I think the, the thing we have to look closely at as well is these clubs that are being run across Europe who have a, a public investment fund who are, you look at Chelsea, they're selling players across to Saudi Arabia to make their money. Um, and Newcastle have sent maximum. Where's all this money going? And I think Gary Neville said recently that there has to be a closer look at all of these transfer dealings that are going across. Um, but uh, yeah, I just think it's crazy at the end of the day, some of these players that are leaving, but I, who am I to say that if somebody doesn't offer me multi multi million money just to move you're gonna look after your family aren't you yeah and i think you know ultimately will the premier league really miss ruben neves maybe a wolves fan would say yes but i don't think anyone else is crying about it you know i think the hurricane situation ultimately if he has to leave tottenham where does he go he can't go to man city now because of harland very difficult for him to go to any of the london clubs because of um you know his loyalty that he still has a little bit of to Tottenham and not wanting to go to a rival team, which then kind of leaves like Liverpool. They don't have the finances, I don't think, to do it. And Manchester United in the end didn't have the finances to do it either. So um, that was a bit of a, maybe one that people didn't, you know, it was a little bit of a surprise, I think. Um, and I think he will probably look back at it as a mistake, even if he went to win the Bundesliga. But um but the guys that are going out to Saudi League, you know, I don't think it's the end of the world. Yeah, no, I definitely, uh, I definitely think Kane is is looking at the big one in terms of the Champions League, right? Bayern Munich are always going to be there or thereabouts. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure if he's kind of looking at the the Bundesliga or he's definitely looking at that Champions League. Um, but fair play to him, he had to get out of Tottenham. He wanted to go win things, um, and. 
we might be mentioning him uh, in a few moments' time when we get on to our, our best 11 to have never won the Premier League. Um, so over the last couple of days... That's a, that's a great, great, great segue there, Stu. Very professional. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm learning how to be a podcaster, aren't I? So I'm, I'm definitely trying to get the entertainment side going. And uh, just with that being said, I would like to stop, as most podcasts do, and say please like, subscribe, and follow this podcast on all platforms. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure that's how they do it on the real podcast. We're not we're not there yet. This isn't quite a real podcast, but we'll go with it. Um, but yeah, so Jack Jack and I, we've been texting the last few days. Uh, we haven't actually so far shared both of our teams. Um, I've gone for a 4-3-3. I'm not sure about you, Jack. I win 4-4-2, but I can, it can be merged and, and molded into a 4-3-3, depending on who we choose. So this is definitely going to be a lot of debating going on here. And I think there's going to be, for the listeners listening, I think there's going to be a few people pulling their hair out. Some of our choices, I've tried to think a little bit outside the box and maybe not gone for the the norm of what you might expect. Um, And so, yeah, so I think what we do is we go through as a a goalkeeper, then fullbacks, centre-halves, midfielders, and attacking players. So I think we roll with it and we we try and create this bait and... uh, See what team we can come up with as a as a duo. Yeah, this was quite fun actually. When I first started, I thought it was going to be easy. As it went on, it got more difficult. As I uh, I tried to take into account a lot of different things: how good the player was, longevity, how long they played in the Premier League, what they also did outside of the Premier League too. Um, I'm sure people are going to disagree with some of the ideas and and agree with others. So you can definitely send send us your thoughts on these ones. Yeah, I, I definitely, uh, well, I was going to say, I had a lot of Liverpool fa- uh, players in, but then I realised they actually did win. Uh, I think they've won, Liverpool have won one Premier League, I think, if, if I'm right, maybe just one. I think Man United have won the most, but yeah, m- Liverpool have won one, so I had to get rid of a few of their players. Yeah, I had a few uh, head versus heart moments on some of these as well. All right, so let's get going. Um, Jack, I'm going to give you the mic on... Starting off with a goalkeeper. Uh, yeah, so nothing um, nothing too crazy on this one. I went for Hugo Lloris at Tottenham. What? Uh, just saw today's back training with the... Uh, training back with the first team too. Hugo Lloris. There's about 200 different keepers better than him. 361 Premier League appearances. 145 caps for France, I think. World Cup winner. How many... Has your goalkeeper won the World Cup? Maybe on FIFA. Um, I've gone... Well, all right. Well, as I said, I've thought out of the box here. Hugo Lloris, he is a good keeper. Um, I went for Shea Given. Um, For me growing up, I I just always enjoyed watching Shea Given. I kind of wish he went to United when he was kind of linked there. But my argument for Shea Given, he was in the PFA team of the year twice. um, And he's the 14th most capped goalkeeper. Um... I don't know. I uh, I'm a I'm a big Shea Given fan here, but I I was also leaning on the fence of David James as well, just for for pure banter. I think David James. I just remember. I don't know if you remember this. The referee blew the final whistle, and the ball came in the box, and he absolutely punched the hell out of this ball, and it went like to the other goal. That YouTube this clip because it is amazing. Um, but yeah, give it. I do think this is. I do think this is one of those head versus heart moments, right? Because for me. When you look at the stats, you've got a World Cup winning goalkeeper, Hugo Lloris. Or you got Shea Given, who was a very good goalkeeper, but also like a very likable character. Never played for a team I supported, but still, you know, a very likable 
goalkeeper just with his style and he was a little bit of a short goalkeeper so felt like a bit of an underdogger sometimes because the other the other one that i would throw out there and never play for a big club but a goalkeeper that i used to love watching when i was a kid was uh Jaskalainen at bolton wonders what a guy what a guy yeah something about his style something about he played at bolton for so many years and stuff with them never forgot a big club move i always thought was a great goalkeeper um but I'm happy to go with either of those goalkeepers because, you know, I do think Shea Given has that likability factor, which definitely comes into play in my team, I think. Well, I'm going to be quite tactitious here, if that's a word. I'm going to say, I'm going to give you Lloris because I think there's a few down the line that I might have to get a little bit of give and take. So I'm happy to go with Lloris as a World Cup winner. Okay, World Cup winner kind of pushes him over the line and then uh, you want to try and get it so I owe you a favour, don't down down the field. Yeah, we might have one of those in there. Um all right, so we got Larice in goal. Um let's go with our right back and left back. Uh I'll go first. My left back was John Arnarisa. Okay. My right back was another Liverpool player. Was Steve Finnan. No. Um well hang on, hang on. Before you say no, Steve Finnan is a legend of the game. He's the only player to play in the Premier League, the Championship, League One, League Two, the Conference, the UEFA Cup, as it used to be known, and the Champions League. And on top of that, he's played in the World Cup. So you think because he's played in the Conference and League Two and League One, he should be in this team? Have you seen how I right back? My right back, my right back could have done those things, but he was too busy playing at high level. If you're going to say Jamie Carragher, I'm ending this podcast. No, and Liverpool fans will be saying, why is he not in the team? But he hasn't made my team because of the likability factor that I mentioned earlier. I I had left-back Stuart Pearce, and I had right-back Kieran Trippier. Interesting. I think I think people that listen in are starting to probably realise that uh, you're the brains of this podcast, because that's two good shouts you got there. Stuart Pearce, unbelievable player. Um would he be on your uh, on your penalties? Mm, I've got a few good penalty takers in this team. Actually, no. There's there's one I've got further down the list who is known for I think only ever missing one penalty. But um, the other thing we might have the same person there. Although I put Stuart Pearce in, I you did you know I was a big John Alarisa fan. He he hit absolute rockets, didn't he? Yeah. Well, he hit leg breakers. You remember the one against Alan Smith? Yeah. They've also had his leg, yeah. All right, so how about this? We go Trippier on the right, John Arnarisa on the left. Two absolute players that are going to bomb on, can strike a ball. I'm talking a team here that are scoring goals. We don't care how many we let in, we're scoring goals. Yeah, we'll win 5-4. Um, I'm happy with that deal. We'll go We'll go. what we're doing. Kane Trippier and John Arnarisa. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's two good fullbacks. And I'm pretty sure and, probably right now listeners are listening to this probably absolutely berating us. Yeah, but they cannot argue my two centre-backs. I think I've got these ju- like just bob on. Perfect. I reckon we might have one the same and one different, but you go first. All right, so my first, who is for me a non-negotiable, is Marcel Desailly. Agreed. Again, World Cup winner, Euros winner. There was something about that Chelsea team like late 90s, early 2000s that even though I wasn't a Chelsea fan, I used to, used to love that. Well, I don't say I love, but it, like I, I did like that team a lot. You know, people like Messel, Dasai, Frank Leboeuf, 
Dennis with Dennis Wise, Di Matteo with his FA Cup final winning goal. Um, I love their kit. That blue kit stood out as like an with the big kit. circle badge on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the away kit with the yellow. Yeah. All right, so we're agreeing on Desai. I had him in as well. And who was your other centre back? So Marcel Desai would be on my team, and he'd be the captain, I think. And then the other one is Sammy Huppier. He was solid, wasn't he? Well, he's he's. I think he's probably one of the more underrated players that's been around. When you look at, he basically won everything except for the Premier League. So he won the FA Cup twice, uh, League Cup, UEFA Cup, and Champions League all at Liverpool. He's never won the Prem. Okay, it's a good shout. I've gone with more of a. I'm trying to keep it a little bit domestic. Um, I've gone for Ledley King. I feel like he should have done more in the game. Injuries killed him, but what a player he was. Yeah, but as soon as anyone says Ledley King, everyone's first thought is injuries, and what a player he would have been if it wasn't for injuries. Yeah, so I, I injuries, mean, but... injuries are part of the game. We, you know, we got picking an eleven here. We don't have any subs on the bench. We True. can't be picking up injuries. I remember hearing a story about Ledley King, how he used to never practice. They would literally wrap him in cotton wool to allow him to play in the games. And I don't think you can have a career like that, can you? I'm I'm going to be pretty stubborn here and stick with Sammy Hippier. Sammy Hippier. Unless you admit that Ledley King is somehow a better player, had a better career. Yeah, I think it's, well, if we're going for... Yeah, I think if you look at what Ledley King's won versus Hippier, Hippier's won everything bar in the Premier League, right? Yeah, and who knows if, if Ledley King had a career of, uh, without all those injuries, maybe he would have been as good as people said he would have been, but we'll never know. All right, so so far we've got Hugo Lloris in goal, uh, Kieran Trippier, John Arnarisa, Sammy Hippier, and Marcel Desailly. We're happy with that? I'm happy with that, yeah. All right, so let's move on then into the midfield. I reckon we go for, if you're saying you can play as a 4-3-3, I reckon we need a, a holding midfielder and then like two attacking centre mids. Yeah, so I've got one who I think is a bit of a no-brainer that everyone listening would have put in their team who could be a holding midfielder, I guess. Can probably play anywhere in midfield, um, which would be Steven Gerrard. As hopefully he does, doesn't slip over though when he's playing for us because uh, we might have to sub him off. But that slips the only reason he's in this team. And then my other two midfielders would be Luka Modric. Did very good at Tottenham, but then went on to even bigger and better things afterwards. What a player he is, eh? And then, talking about the penalty taker earlier, I'd have uh, Matt Letizia in there on pens. So, I like you. I've got Gerard in there sitting sitting in front of the back four. I think his little link-up play there with Sammy Huppier could be good. We could play out from the back there because then you know every team these days has to play out from the back. Um, I've also gone Matt Letizier. Uh Big stat. He's only ever missed one out of 48 penalties. Can't complain at that. 100 goals as a midfielder. Um, I would uh, I would put Letizia in. Uh, I don't know if you, if you follow him on social media now, but he's, uh, he's big into... Uh, his opinions on Twitter, you should check him out. It's definitely entertaining. Well, yeah, I don't know, but I just know that when I was a kid, again, like, similar to the Chelsea thing, right? I just remember seeing those goals he used to score where he, he, was, he wasn't rapid, he wasn't like... He was one of those players where you're like, how is he a threat? But his touch, his ball control was just a jerk. He'd just clip balls and chip them into top corners and stuff. 
and it was good too because they you know it was back when Southampton played at the Dell and behind the goal there the, the front row of seats was literally on the back of the goal net and uh, yeah it's just one of those weird things that always sticks in your mind from watching football as a kid was Southampton playing at the Dell and Matt Letizia kind of just dribbling round people at the top of the box Talking about the Chelsea iconic kick I think that Southampton kit was iconic as well and uh, talking about his goal Peter Smichael was probably for me one of the best goalkeepers ever to be in a Premier League, and that that chip he had on that on that in that one game, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I would have Gerard holding. We'll have Leticia in there. You've gone for Modric. I've gone for a player that I'm going to be quite stubborn on here. The one and only Paul Gaza Gascoigne. Okay. Come he has to be in there just for, just for the banter. If you're in the changing room, he's running the changing room. I heard one story once that they used to get up to absolute mischief, and he he put a he bought he went to a supermarket, bought a load of fresh fish, and when people were training, he was injured. He stuck it, he put it all in the engine and everything, and this player would drive off and just smell burning fish, and he couldn't work it out. But I think you've got to have Gazza in there. What a player he was. Yeah, and what a player he could have been even more so if he'd have gone to Man United, right? Oh, imagine that. If Alex Perry's going up, he would have had titles after titles after titles. I don't know if he's really come out and said it, but I bet he somewhat regrets not going to United. I would have thought so, but I, I, I can see how this team is turning less and less into picking the best 11 players and more just into players that we liked. <laughs> Yeah, it is, but I'll tell you what, though. We're definitely winning this game 5-4. I'll, I'll concede and, and let you put guys going in there because as much as people talk a lot about kind of the character and the jerks and everything like that, it, it, sometimes they talk about that more so than just how good he was, right? Just like a natural ability. Put it this way. You're on, you're going to an away game. You get there's two seats left, one next to Modric and one next to Gascoigne. You're sitting next to Gazza, aren't you? I don't know about that. I don't know. You might not get off the bus. <laughs> but I'll let you have guys going because uh, that's a good shout, to be fair. I missed that one. All right. So we've got midfield three then of Gerard Holding, Matt Letizia and Gaza as the two, uh, two attacker midfielders. This team is looking like an, as, an, a, proper, a proper team here. I, I, I wish we could go back and watch these games. Yeah, because that is the fun part of this is when you start thinking about, you know, years gone past. And I think it's natural to kind of see the past in, in a brighter light, right? Like when people, well, even when you ask people over the nose, like who's the best player ever, they don't talk about current players, right? They go back to, say, a George Best or, or something like that. And I think you always look back at history with a, a brighter view, if you're in a bigger eye, if you like. Yeah, no, it's uh, it definitely is a good team and good memories. Uh, so with that being said, then like do about the kits, kits how they used to be. The Chelsea kit, the Southampton kit, some of these kits, goalkeeper shirts have never been the same. I wish I kept all my kits because they'd probably be worth a fortune now. You see them going for for hundreds. Um, you think about what our parents used to pay for a kit. Like I remember my parents getting a kit for like say twenty thirty pound. Now you're talking of, like especially in America, you're looking at like ninety dollars for a shirt. It's a rip off. Anyway, back to the team. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry to bore you. Um, all right, so let's go with our wingers. I've gone for for wingers that could play probably on either side, probably more known for playing on one side, but 
if we're playing in the modern day, we want maybe like inside forwards. Um, we might have the same here, but I feel like we probably won't. I've gone for, well, I'll give you one of them, and he can play on either wing. He's that good. Genola. Okay. Yeah, I remember being in a bar in Spain, and I think Genola was playing for Newcastle when they beat Man United like 5 0, and I was in a bar in Spain as a little kid watching it, surrounded by Newcastle fans. Um, more. More known for his head and shoulders commercials than as the soccer player, I think. So, he was a good-looking lad, wasn't he? Still is. So, because I, I initially went 4-4-2, I'm going to give you my front three. And yeah. then you can tell me if I can squeeze one in as a wide player. Because there's talking about kind of childhood favourites and people like legends of the Premier League. There's one in here. Um, I'll save him till last, though. I went Gareth Bale. Harry Kane, and then my, my kind of legend gold star pick that has to be in there is Gianfranco Zola. All right, well, I've got zero out of three. I've got none of those in my team. But, um, who you got? Well, I kind of had Bale in there. He would be uh, he would be in there, but for me, I think there's a player that's a bigger legend than, than Bale, and that's John Barnes. Right, okay. I mean, John Barnes was... Like you say, like late 80s and the, the early 90s, but he was still in the Prem when it was called the Prem in 92. And what a player. Do you but, think about this, right? You're on the bus, you've got Gaza there, and you've got John Barnes singing World in Motion. Doesn't get better than that. <laughs> when was John Barnes in his prime? Was it Premier League era or before? Well, that wasn't... We didn't say this over text. We didn't say when they were in their prime. Because you could say Gareth Bale was in his prime when he was playing at Real Madrid, not Tottenham. Which is probably true. So don't come at me with when is he in his prime. This is John Barnes. So who you got? John Barnes and who? David Ginola. Either wing, they can rotate. You, you look at the wingers that we have these days. You look at Man United and Anthony. Anthony couldn't lace John Barnes. John Barnes is a legend. Okay. Who's the striker? It's not Harry Kane. It's not Fernando Torres. It is another Liverpool player. It is Robbie Fowler. Oh, I thought you were going to say Luis Suarez. Nah, I would be scared to sit next to him on the bus. He might bite me. Because I, I was the other people I had in my mind, I had a few honourable mentions written down. One of those was Luis Suarez. I briefly thought about Marcus Rashford after last season, but... No, he's not doing enough. Because the other central midfielder who was phenomenal was Xabi Alonso too, who we didn't speak about. Um, Here we go. So like, how many goals do you think Robbie Fowler scored in the Prem? A lot. Good guess. 163 goals. That is some achievement for not winning the Premier League. I was going to say 120. Um, yeah, I mean, they do say he's one of the best finishers ever. But how many goals has Harry Kane scored? I don't know. What's his number, do you know? No, but he's a he's modern Fowler, right? So it wipes that stat out for you. Yeah, true. You've just done me there. Um, all right. So then we're looking at. <laughs> yeah, I haven't got any argument. Again, you're just, going, you're just going back to the Liverpool kits and all that kind of stuff as a kid and living in in memories. Because then you, then we, we could be putting Michael Owen in there. You know, the hat tricks galore. Ballon was he? Did he win the Ballon d'Or? Oh, he was up there, right? 
hang about. Didn't Michael did Michael Owen win the Prem? Oh, he won it. Yeah, he did. I think. Yeah, yeah, he did. Fair enough. All right, so we can't play him in. Do you remember what? Michael Owen's goal when he scored against City and ran behind the goal? I went absolutely yeah. berserk when that went in. Was that injury time? Yeah, it was like the ninety off minute. Oh, he just gets it in there, runs around the goal. I think I, I think I'd strip naked. I think I was running around like crazy. What a goal! And even if he just did that one thing in his Man United career, what a legend! Yeah. So anyway, back to the team. Yeah, back uh, to the team and meet boring people. Um, <laughs> so we need two wingers and we need a striker here. So we need two wingers out of. I mean, so who are on the right now? We got John Barnes, Genoa. You put right, Gareth I, Bale in who? Well. I don't think Zola can play on the wing, can he? He's going to have to play on the inside. Although he does have Kieran Trippier or... Uh, if, Zola was, if Zola was playing today, where would Zola... Zola wouldn't make it as a nine in the modern game. He'd be, he'd be a ten. Maybe a ten or maybe out wide. It depends who he plays for, right? Because if, if he was playing for Man C, he'd be like a bit of a Bernardo Silva, I think. I was going to say, yeah. Who would rather have in your team then, Zola or Bernardo Silva? That's a question to ask. Tough. Zola just because I liked him. Do you remember that little yeah. Cruyff goal he scores on the volley? Yeah, a little flick from the corner. It is class. Uh, so, well, let's pick the mid- let's pick the man down the middle. Man down the middle has got to be Kane, Zola, or uh, who do you say, Robbie Fowler? I said Robbie Fowler, but I think you what you. You custard pie me with that, and you went straight for the the goal ratio. So I think Harry Kane goes in there. Um, but if we come back to this episode in a couple of years, you never know. He might be back in the Premier League with Man United, scoring goals, winning titles. But that is as uh, much chance as me being a millionaire. So I reckon we go with your man, Harry Kane. So Harry Kane's in the middle. We need a couple of wingers teeing him up. I would go. I mean, you look at David Ginola, he was the PFA player of the year in the treble winning season when Man United won it. What, like, how didn't a Man United player get it? Shows what an unbelievable season he had. So when Man United won the treble, David Ginola won the, won the player of the year? He, not only did he win the PFA player of the year, he won the Football Writers Association Award. Wow. That is, that is like, for them to win the treble... That's like saying this year, right? That's like saying Man City do the treble and they're giving like PFA to Saka. Or someone, yeah. I mean, that is a good, that's a good uh, quiz answer if it ever comes up. But I still don't think he's a better player than Bale or Zola. Maybe. What are we saying about John Barnes? We'll put, yeah, we'll get John Barnes in. We'll let John right. Barnes in. If purely, purely for the wrapping, if nothing else. So. World in motion superstar, John Barnes on the right, on the left. Yeah. Do we go Gareth Bale with that link up? Two Tottenham players there linking up on the left-hand side. Yeah, let's go Bale since I'm in Wales. I can't believe there's no room for Zola. We we should have done some a few subs as well. All right, so let's go through this team then. So we've got Hugo Lloris in goal. Kieran Trippi as a right back. Absolutely. We have a lot. We've got three Tottenham, four Tottenham players in this team. One, two, three. Yeah, well, if you're putting Gareth Bale in there, well, then you've got Gazza as well. Five. All right, we're going to get 
bail out we can't have all those Tottenham players let's dig Zola let's dig Zola on the left yeah Zola can cut in play on the inside think track. about it Zola comes in John Arnarisa down the left yeah let's do that yeah I think we're giving Tottenham too much credit here sorry Spurs fans um, so Hugo Lloris in goal we're happy with that Kieran Trippier Sammy Huppier Marcel Desailly John Arnarisa as our back four solid and you're also are we giving uh, Desailly the captain's armband uh, what do you think? I reckon so. You know, I found out today about Desai. He was there when Abramovich took over. That seems like ages ago. Oh wow! Um, was that last year or was it two thousand and two? He left that thought? summer oh, when Abramovich oh. came in, and he went. I think he went to Qatar. Uh, okay. So all right then. So then a midfield free of Steven Gerrard, the guy who slips over and costs Liverpool the league. Sorry, Liverpool fans. Uh, Matt Letizia. And Paul Gascoigne. There yeah, we have goals. Ah, oh, pure goals. John Barnes on the right, Gianfranco Zola on the left, and Harry Kane, the England captain, as a, as a number nine, as a striker. Yeah, I'm happy with that. What about you pick anyone to be the manager? So a manager not to win the Premier League. I haven't thought about this, so you've put me on the spot. But have you? I'm thinking about it right now. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm tempted to throw Neil Warnock out there, current of the Shield manager. What a guy! More, more, manage more games than anyone in the game, right? Yeah, I'd even Neil Warnock and Ian Holloway, just two absolute legends of the game. You're thinking more oh, about the bus journeys. This bus uh, journey is going to be epic. The chat bus journeys, rather than that, so what's going on in the field? How about this? How about we leave the manager to the listeners? We'll get it up on social and we'll see which manager the listeners want to have to manage this team. Are you going to pick four and have a pull or are you just going to let them shout them out? Now we'll see. I think uh, maybe we'll, we'll get a few suggestions from a few people, a few of our diehard um, subscribers, the uh, the one or two that are out there. Um, and then, yeah, we'll see uh, We'll see what the listeners say for manager of, the, uh, for manager of this team. Uh, it has yeah, to be a big personality. Uh, the pitch siders, right? I think that's what they, they call themselves, the thousands of listeners out there. The diads, I think they call them the pitch siders. All of our groupies are now called pitch siders. Love it. We'll get that on a t-shirt. we got to make money somehow. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm happy with this team. I think it's a good-looking team. Um, my one question to you, we get a penalty. Who's taking it? It's got to be Leticia. Like I said, that's how you captain. Leticia is on pens. Kieran Trippi is on corner kicks and... Three kicks, you know, Zola might bend a couple in the top corner if they're real close to the box. We've got, uh, you know, basically if we get a corner, we, we've got two people to aim for in the box. Desai and Huppia, and that's it. So uh, we're going to be a complete footballing team here. Goals galore in the midfield. I'm loving yeah. it. 5-4, so I... win 5-4. I'll tell you what, when we text each other at the start of the week about doing this, this has been on the forefront of my mind all week. I've had numerous different team sheets lined up, scribbled, ripped, scribbled, ripped. So this has been, uh, it's been really fun. Is there anyone that you had on this, t had on your initial team that you're like, I wish they were in the team? No, I think we, uh, I think we got it. I feel a little bit sorry for Steve Finn and left out. He's like a, <laughs> got one of those, and he? he's in the back. Um, but, uh, I mean. That is the uh, the one position I was really struggling to find someone for was right back. Well, whenever I searched online, the first name that would always come up would be Jamie Carragher. But honestly, 
He's a bit of a twit online sometimes, so I couldn't get him in. No, he wasn't getting in my team. Um, but then again, Steve Finn never, was never getting in my team either. Yeah, like I said, I was thinking a little bit outside the box, but yeah. So I think we, uh, I think we should do another one of these uh, starting lineups for for different topics, maybe in uh, a couple of weeks' time. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think for the next episode, right, we're going to line up, look at the transfer window, try and summarize it, and and kind of grade each club, find yeah. out how how well your club's done in the transfer window. Yeah, so this time uh, next week when when episode three comes out, the transfer window would have been wrapped up. Uh, I suspect that it's going to be a busy last few days and last 24 hours, I think. Every team in the, the top six are going to probably look into be due at least one deal. Yep, and then uh, in future episodes too, lining up some, some special guests that come in. Yeah, well, I've had a few people this week reach out to me, uh, clamoring on trying to get onto this podcast they they saw how many people it reached and they wanted to get their opinions out there so uh yeah maybe in two weeks time we might have our first guest on here so uh if you would like to come onto this uh this show please get in touch with us uh we now have an instagram page uh pitch perspective podcast and also a twitter account i set that up the other day we have a mighty five followers um please add to that um and again like subscribe follow this podcast um I don't know about you, Jack, but I'm I'm really enjoying this. Like we said, it's uh, it's good to talk about the one sport that we love, uh, share a beer, and uh, just have a laugh with it. Yeah, thrilling stuff. Um, and like I'm looking forward to finding out who the first first guest appearance is going to be. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to all the abuse you're going to get for your uh, your picks on here. So uh, fingers crossed. I think people are going to be congratulating me and thanking me for not letting you put Steve Finn and. In any type of prep league all time you let <laughs> Brilliant. Um so yeah, with that being said, um we hope you enjoy this weekend of uh, of games wherever you're watching from, uh, all different leagues, even the Saudi Pro League. I know we have to be supporting that now. Um but again, we appreciate all your all your love. Um and with that we bid we bid you a farewell. Bye guys.